You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Korea. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Freddie Korea, and we are back. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast. I have some really awesome episodes coming up for you guys lined up for this month. Today on the on the excuse me. Today on the podcast, I have Earl Skakel from the podcast, Inappropriate Earl, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud. We had an awesome conversation. Almost, We almost hit two hours. I was in L.A. My wife was doing a makeup, um, like a makeup uh, uh, beauty uh, makeup artist. I don't know what you call that, uh, convention. And it was actually during that week when uh donald trump was elected president so there was a women's march in downtown la it was hectic it was chaotic uber drivers were going crazy well i hit up earl skakel and i asked him if he wanted to do a podcast at the comedy store and then he responded well uh how about we do it at my place and uh you know i live in west hollywood if you know what i'm talking about so i went over to his house and guys, it was a fucking, he has a dope ass fucking apartment. He has a cool little doggy named Lewis. Such a cool, cool dog. Um, fucking dogs are the best, man. But I uh, got to hang out. You know, it's funny. I always hear about West Hollywood. Like, like you know, it's, it's the area where the gay community is like heavy concentrated, kind of like San Francisco. And right as soon as I got off the, the Uber I fucking looked everywhere and there was like men walking around holding hands. Um, and I was like, wow, it's legit. It's happening guys. So, you know, going to Earl Skakel's house, uh, in West Hollywood, I could only imagine people thought, Oh, well that's normal. (laughs) But, um, it was pretty cool, man. Earl Skakel is the man. I've been a fan of his, uh, ever since I saw him at the ice house, um, during a death squad show. Then I heard him on punch drunk sports with Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow, Ari Shafir, super funny, funny comedian. I, I follow him on Twitter. Then I found out he had a podcast. He had just launched. It was about three, four years ago. Guys, please go to iTunes, download his podcast. He has some of the best pod episodes, like best interviews out there. Okay. Uh, he had, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, you know, the great, you know, uh, wrestler that has passed away now, but he got into comedy. He's had, um, oh, he just recently had Frank Castillo, the winner of the Comedy Central Rose Battle Part Two. And Earl Skakel himself was part three on the Rose Battle last year. You know, he, 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 he was, uh, he came in. Uh, part three. Did I say part three? He came in number three. Okay. He is a fucking, he's, he's ranked at number two in the Rose battle in LA and in, you know, all of the Rose battle rankings. He's one of the best roasters out there guys. But, um, yeah, he had Frank Castillo on the show. He broke it down how Frank went about it and writing his jokes and everything. It's, it was a great episode. And he also had, Two of my favorite episodes. Actually, the first one was probably the the, the one I liked the most. He had Tommy, the old uh, um, booker from the comedy store. And it's a really, really 
good episode because Tommy exposed like he Earl is a genius the way he interviewed him um even though Earl had uh there was a, some um you know shit that had passed happened in the past about Tommy not not passing Earl at the comedy store and um he did it to a lot of people there was like a lot of weird shit going on with this guy named Tommy he was the talent coordinator uh there's rumors I don't want to say that he is because I never met him, but there's always been rumors, uh, especially from Doc Willis, another comedian from the comedy store, that he was very racist. Tommy was a very racist person. Uh, he's one of the reasons um, uh, Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz pretty much stopped going to the comedy store for a lot of years because when that shit went down with Carlos Mencia, um, Tommy was one of the people that was very involved in that and uh, banned Joe Rogan from the comedy store. So when he left... Uh, Tommy left unexpectedly. Nobody knew. All of a sudden, it just happened where he got let go from the comedy store. Not going to try to talk about what happened here on this episode, but um, there was a lot of controversy on what happened. Anyway, he ended up leaving, and it was kind of like, oh, shit, Saddam Hussein is dead. You know, everybody was celebrating. People were cheering. Now the comedy store is booming, and I don't mean that like blowing up like Iraq, but... Um, you know, it's fucking amazing. You go there every night of the week. There's shows going on. They have three different rooms going on at the same time. The belly room, the main room, the original room. Now you have Joe Rogan coming back. You have Joey Diaz, Bill Burr, uh, people I had never really been there before, like Burr Kreischer, uh, Hannibal Burr. So many, so many comics. It's like right now we're living in another golden age for the, for the comedy scene, you know, uh, and the comedy store is a huge part of it. You got to give credit to the comedy store. So anyway, Earl Skakel had Tommy, the fucking cock blocker that was blocking all that shit uh, for all these years, all the talent that he was blocking uh, from performing at the comedy store. But Earl Skakel had him on his podcast in, in a genius way without Earl really trying to expose Tommy as a maniac, Tommy exposed himself like a lunatic. You could really see how crazy this guy is. Again, I never met him before. I'm just, as a listener, as a, a podcastaholic perspective, because I listen to so many podcasts and I've heard so many things about this character, um, he just really exposes himself as a really odd fellow. You know, and I don't know. It's just there's weird people sometimes around. And sometimes when these weird people get a hold of power, you know, a lot of sh bad shit happens, you know. Um, but um, anyway, find that episode on Inappropriate Earl podcast. And uh, without um, making this intro too long, I just want to get this uh, uploaded as soon as I can tonight. Guys, I fucking like I've been working so much. Uh, this week I'm featuring for Edwin. So right after work, after like a 11 hour shift, I barely have time to go home, fucking wash my ball sack, eat dinner, run and do comedy and then come back home. So tonight, like it's already almost midnight here in Vegas and I want to upload these episodes because I've been holding on to a few of them. Let me just give you a little bit, a little bit of a hint of uh, our future episodes we got coming up. We have a really good episode. Oh, right after Earl Skakel's podcast. Um, I hit up, uh, I have planned to do a podcast with Jesus Trejo back on the show, guys. He's back. And we went ahead and actually recorded this episode with Jesus Trejo at the comedy store in the basement at the podcast room where Joe Rogan has been recording lately his podcast, uh, where 
Rick Ingram and Eleanor Kerrigan has been doing the Comedy Store podcast. It was amazing, guys. Um, I'll tell you that story, how that went down on the next episode. But look forward to Jesus Trejo and the return of my wife, Lizzie. All three of us, we knocked it out. Uh, a really fun episode. So that's going to be coming up next. Do me a favor, guys. Take screenshots while you're listening to this episode. Post it on Twitter. Post it on Instagram. Do, do me that huge favor, guys. You guys are already, the ones that are doing it, thank you so much. You know, Cats and Sigs, uh, the homie Loops. Token, uh, Token brother, my brother Token Lair, all all my homies that have been helping us. Uh, Gomez Escondido has been busting out some dope ass um, uh, clip art. I mean, fucking photoshops of the episodes. Thank you so much, bro. Sammy Solorio, Saul, my brother Pastor Toon, Che Rollins, uh, David Nunez. Thank you guys all so so much for uh, uh, everything that you've been doing, guys. Um, also, I want to give a, a big shout out to a new homie I met at a bar who's also a huge Joe Rogan fan and he's been listening to the podcast. His name is Reno Purdue. Yes, Reno, like the city where I'm from. Reno. Um, big shout out to you, brother. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, it's uh, almost midnight, guys. Let's get this fucking intro going. Uh, oh, shout out to Miss Cleo and her dad up in the Netherlands. Fuck yeah. I see world famous. I see you. Um, and uh, let's see. Our next, after Jesus Trejo, I want to upload an episode. Oh my God. It was so much fun with Ian Burford. Uh, the next, oh my, dude, guys, the next couple episodes are going to be fucking hilarious. Uh, I got Chris Doran, Ian Burford, Roberto, my co host. And that was that's going to be the next one after Jesus Trejo. So much fun, guys. Super, Just laughs after laughs. I think that episode, we're going to call it Tuba Pussy or Butt Pussy. One of those two. And um, after that, there was another cool episode. I had Ian Burford return. Um, oh, no, not this one. This was Roberto. My homie Sammy came to town. And Saul and me, we busted out three hours and a half. Okay. That's another great episode is going to come out. So I got you. I, we're lined up, guys. I, I got people returning to the podcast, and that's my favorite. Because when you do the first podcast with somebody, you're kind of breaking the ice, kind of getting to know somebody. But when after you bring them back, it's more like, okay, now it's family. Now we're just conversating. Like, like it, we're just going to have fun and just chat and talk. So that's one thing I want to focus this year, just bringing back a lot of people. And as well as bringing in uh, new people I've never had before. I had Earl Skako on the podcast before, but it was one of the short ones. Um, so it was just like a 20-minute episode over the phone. So enjoy this, guys, this episode. This is such a fun, fun episode. And also, please go to freddycorea.com. Follow me on social media, uh, Fred Wrecker on Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. And if you come to Vegas, hit me up so you can come watch a show at Planet Hollywood or L.A. Comedy Club. Uh, I'm always performing with Edwin, San Juan, and uh, Planet Hollywood. So, all right, guys, enjoy the show and enjoy some music from Big Sean, motherfucker. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You did your podcast already for this week? Uh, yeah, um, 
I did the one I did last night will be uh, released on Monday. So yeah. good for the week. And you guys did a uh, uh, a swap cast, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah? It's uh, the Decibel Geek podcast, and uh, we're kind of the similar uh, type of vibe. You know, we go for guys in the '80s and. Uh, musicians and uh, you know like he just had Bobby Rock on who is I don't want to lose viewers already uh, for <laughs> you but Bobby Rock was the drummer in the Vinnie Vincent invasion and Nelson and he's am- he's an amazing guest because he's never done drugs and he's vegan and so he remembers everything like oh, yeah? uh, the, the first Vinnie Vincent album they recorded it's such a crazy story um they recorded it three times and they kept he's from austin texas so he would come to la record drive back home he had no money uh then he would call him and go hey man you gotta come back with the drums weren't right he'd drive back re-record it so this happened three times and of course they used the first recording yeah and but his attention to detail was so amazing oh wow because he remembers everything, and so so you guys are going to release it on your podcast or your stream, yeah, just mine, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, and then uh, if I'm ever in Nashville, which is where he's uh, located out of, you know, I'd do his. Nice, yeah. It's nice to do other people's podcasts and like, yeah, you know, you get their fans, and then hopefully your fans listen and, and get like become fans of yours. So. Swap fans, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like snowballing fans to each yeah. other. It's like Rogan, you know, Rogan <laughs> got Joey big and then, uh, you know, Henchcliffe would do Joey's podcast and yeah. then Henchcliffe got big and then, you know, it's, it's really like dominoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool, man. Um, and when I heard, cause you were on Yoshi's also and then you had him on or, or was he just on yours or something uh, like we that? did, uh, he did the car, the, uh, the, uh, his podcast was in a car, you know, we, I think we had a really long drive to a gig somewhere. Mm. So uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then uh, he had done mine earlier. So Yoshi's fun, man. He he's really good at podcasting too. Yeah, because he's so stupid. <laughs> he asks you like the dumbest questions. But I've known him for like fifteen but wait, years. Oh, uh, but wait. Oh, uh. yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I hit him up. He's in uh, he's in Europe right now. He's yeah, like, he's editing his movies or whatever he edits. <laughs> it's porn movies. Yeah. Yeah, I used to perform. Uh, no, I used to uh, produce his podcast. So he would send them to me. I would splice in the intro music, the outro, and then upload it to his uh, Libsyn account. Oh, okay. So I would see his downloads. Holy shit, he has he has a lot of listeners, and uh, I got tempted to upload one of mine on his and tell people to go go yeah. listen. To mine. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. I mean, it's a cold business. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. He stopped doing his. He, he, do you hear about that? He just doesn't do it anymore. It's tough, you know. Like, yeah. like for me, it's tough because I have to. People have to come and go to my home, and you know, I lose a lot of interviews that way. Uh, you know, I just had like the drummer from Alice Cooper. He was an awesome, dude. Really? Uh, he was like, he lives in Arizona, and uh, I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I kind of just you got to be in my house. He's like, well, can we Skype it? And I'm like, nah, I don't really do that. He's like, well, how about over the phone? I mean, he was being so accommodating. Mm. But uh, you know, hopefully, I'll get him when he's in LA recording. Yeah, I just so. got that opens the door when you do the skyping thing. What, yeah, have you thought about maybe doing it or just? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 
no, not really. I, I just love doing it on my couch, like a talk show, and yeah. I finally uh, fine tune the the sound where it sounds as good as anyone else's podcast. Yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, you know, to your ears. Uh-huh. Uh, so. No, I mean, I'd love one day to be at Rogan's level where you've got three or four cameras, you know, yeah. following your every move and your guest. Uh, but I'm not quite there yet. Do you have somebody pro- uh, produce it for you? No, no, you I'm do a one man show. One man show, huh? But I don't. There's not a lot for me to produce. Really, the only editing I do is the the song at the beginning and the end, which is the same song. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's really about it. I try not to edit anything. Yeah. Uh, there've been a few guests. Uh, let it say, hey, can you take out this? You know, I didn't want to talk about this guy or girl. <laughs> and I can, I know enough to edit yeah. crudely. You've had you some know. people that just said something on podcast that shouldn't be said, and they're like, can you take that part out? And, and I didn't think uh, either case it was that bad. I mean, uh, one guest had a uh, great David Lee Ross story, and it was nothing wrong about it, but he just felt. Uh, I don't know. He didn't want to get it back today that he told the story. So mm. like, I don't think David Lee Roth listens to my podcast, but it's possible. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I try not to. I mean, two guests and have said the N word and I yeah, cut no. it out. <laughs> One was black, the other wasn't. Was it was it Jamar neighbors? That said no, that, I would love to have Jamar on. Uh, it was uh, Jeremy Paul, who is black, uh-huh. and then uh, I won't say who said it, uh, <laughs> but he, after he was like, "Hey, you're gonna." You're going to cut that out, right? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I remember hearing it, but I forgot who it was. Damn it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you won't have to. It's, it's around the episode 70-ish. 70-ish. All right. The, the listeners have to figure it out. Oh, shit. You got VCR tapes? I got, I got uh, VHS tapes? VCR tapes. I got Laserdisc. I got... Laserdisc? Uh, yeah, I bought a $1,000 uh, <laughs> Laserdisc player about 15 years ago that I still have to yeah. watch the movie The Idolmaker. Wow. Which is a great movie. Uh, <laughs> the it's, Idolmaker. It's, it's music-related. It's a true story about uh, Fabian and uh, how his... Uh, there was this music manager who he was the most talented person, but he didn't have the look. Mm-hmm. So he would find these singers who didn't have any talent, but they had the look. And so he would create these stars. And then the first guy left him and he's like, well, I did it once. I can do it again. And he finds this waiter in an Italian restaurant, you know, a super good looking guy, but he had no vocal ability, nothing, no dance mm. moves. And he, <laughs> he turns him into the, the next teen idol. Yeah. And then he leaves him. Oh wow! So the end of the movie is just him singing in a piano bar his own songs. His it's own a song. great. Like, so he was the one writing the music. He was writing the music. He was choreographing their wow. dance moves. He was uh, getting them, you know, style to look like teen idols. But uh, in you know, the reality was he looked like a. Uh, there's no way he could have been a teen idol because he was just you know he was balding. He was short. Uh, so who, who is it uh well yeah um, the, the actor in real life was ray sharkey who died of aids so he's even shorter now uh <laughs> and then uh i forget um it was based on fabian's life so it was who, uh-huh. whoever fabian's manager was um i don't know the guy's real name but it's i think there was talk of a couple years ago of uh baby face doing oh. a remake oh uh 
which I hope they don't do because this movie had such a charm. It was made for no money. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I think that happens more often than people think. Though the whole um, taking people with that don't really sing like Nelly Vanilli, right? Well, I see it all the time in comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's comedy too. Oh yeah, really? you got someone who can't write jokes, but they just get writers uh, and uh, you know. They know how to perform enough where they can, you know, make it to the big leagues. Yeah. A lot of them are probably actors, right? <laughs> they, yeah. They want to do a little bit of comedy so they can put that in the resume. And... Yeah, their acting uh, isn't taking off. So they they see a show like Last Comic Standing where, you know, comedy is shown in like two-minute chunks. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. all I need is two minutes. And, yeah. And, uh, you know. I had my little experience of meeting a... Uh, that whole Hollywood thing, you guys. Always, I always hear it on podcasts about those actors that try to do comedy or improv here and there. And I was at the comedy store a couple months ago. Actually, I was watching you on the roast battle that night okay. versus Jimmy Carr. I was watching you live. I took a picture of it and tagged you. Uh, dude, we were all in the patio. Everybody was going for it. We're all like, "Oh, come on, get him, get him!" So we're watching it live. And um, but anyway, after the show. I met this this chick. She's like, do you have a cigarette? And, you know, I hooked her up. And she's like, so are you a comic? I'm like, yeah. The first thing she's like, so are you famous? I'm like, what the fuck? Well. And, she, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm an actress. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was so gross, the conversation. Oh, so I gross. I just had to get away. Get away Because when they ask you for something like a cigarette, they, they feel like they need to stand there with you. Right. You know? And they really don't. They don't. They can just leave. <laughs> beat it. Take your cigarette and beat mm-hmm. it. Foots. <laughs> um but uh the the rose battle man that's happening this weekend are you are you involved this weekend with it or i am not no so so are they, how are they doing it this season are they just people from the last season are not allowed to be in it or uh it's i think it's 14 new people and then they brought back uh two people uh who had lost in the first round. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I, the first... Uh, oh, yeah, like Frank? Uh, no, they brought back uh, Matt Broussard mm-hmm. and uh, Olivia Grace. So, um, you know, uh, I think because they wanted to see more of them. Yeah. And they're both great. So, uh, I mean, a lot of people thought Matt beat Jimmy Carr in the first season. There was a season we did that was not televised. Mm-hmm. This is really the third season. Yeah. But uh, they're calling it Roast Battle 2. So, uh, yeah. you know, the the, first, the untelevised season was great. Did they record it and just not televise it? No, they just, uh, you know, uh, I was, me and uh, Whitney Rice were playing the haters that season. So mm-hmm. we were like the hecklers. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think who was in that season. Jimmy Carr was in it. Uh, Matt Broussard. Uh, K. Trevor Wilson. Mm. The legend of Canada. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Tom Ballard, uh, who was the gay Australian comic I beat in the first round. The one you were uh, humping? Yeah, he's oh, nice. great, though. Like, he's yeah. like... Yeah, he seems really cool. He's uh, A lot of people thought he beat Jimmy in the mm-hmm. uh, in the untelevised season. Oh, so, really? Yeah, he's wow. he's really, really good. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I definitely had the toughest bracket. I mean, I had Tom and Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that was like, wow. I'm that was tough. Yeah, yeah, well, Jimmy's the best. But, yeah. You know... Um. Yeah, but you know, uh, the whole thing when you came out, like, 
like straight up like a WWE yeah. character. Well, I had to because like Jimmy Carr is like he's a maniac, yeah, you know, and he he's just he was doing three or four jokes in there in one, like yeah. in one. Which you know, a lot of people uh, there's no rules to roast battle, yeah. So it's uh, there's no cheating because there's no rules, but. Uh, you know, usually most people do one joke. You know, Freddie mm-hmm. is this, and well, Earl is that, mm-hmm. and Jimmy will do two or three, yeah. uh, you know, longer form jokes. Yeah, and he reads them off of a clipboard. Uh-huh. So I, I was like, well, you, you know, call I, him out on it. Yeah, I don't yeah. do long jokes, so I got to have to draw attention to the clipboard. Yeah, and it's not like he's amazing. You came out with the clipboard. <laughs> yeah, I had it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in my in the back seat of my pants because uh, he was following me around backstage because he knew I was up to something. <laughs> like, he wouldn't leave me alone. Like he's great. I love him. People think we don't like each other. Yeah, his fans hate me. But, really? <laughs> well, they think he won, but it's not like no. I had anything to do with the judging. Like no, no, you didn't. Who, no. were, who were the judges again? Jimmy Kimmel and Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. And I met Jimmy Kimmel once in my life mm-hmm. for like two minutes. And then uh, the first time I met Seth Rogen was after the battle. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, it was like, yeah, it wasn't fixed. I, yeah, I, definitely not fixed. I really don't think Comedy Central would have fixed it so I could win. Yeah. If anything, they want Jimmy Carr to win. Like, right, right. If it was fixed. Yeah, because he was been... roasting on the Rob Lowe roast, you know, a couple months later. So they would wanted him to like. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't arrange it for me to win. Yeah, definitely not fixed, man. I mean, if you see also like Ren Azizi, why would that be fixed or, you know? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that definitely wasn't fixed. But like, um, you know, in his case, uh, you know, it's hard to do it. Like Todd Barry's doing it this year and he's not a roaster. So it'll be interesting to see how he... Uh, you know, approaches it. Like, I'm sure he'll have writers, you know, okay, Todd, you're going up against, uh, you know, Olivia Grace. And he obviously, or I don't think he knows her. So he's, you know, Olivia will write 50 jokes on him. Right. I don't, it's definitely, uh, I I don't know why bigger name comics try and do it because it's a special skill. Oh, when I saw Ralphie May there, I'm like, he does not belong there. I love Ralphie. Never met him. Ralphie's the best. I He's mean, the best. I like, mean, the most amazing dude. Uh, forget his comedy, which is awesome, but like he. He's just a good guy. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, he was going up against Mike Lawrence, who's like. Oh, man. Uh, you know, he's an Emmy nominated writer. Yeah. So it's like, you're not. You know, Mike Lawrence isn't going to hit you with knock knock jokes. It's mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, I think the first joke was like a really cleverly written joke about Ralphie's weight and divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just like... Yeah, and it, it just seemed like Ralphie, all he heard was, oh, fat jokes, you know, fat jokes. You got fat jokes. That, you know, that he couldn't get... It's like... Well, you have to do that to Ralphie. I mean, like, it's like, yeah. what else is there? You can't knock his career. You know, he's he's got like six fucking platinum CDs and like, you know, seven, eight specials. You can't... So you can't really... <laughs> You know, with Ralphie, if you know, if I was battling him, and we're like really good friends, so I would hope we wouldn't. But mm-hmm. you'd have to do like clever fat jokes or right. like, divorce jokes, and 
um, like if there's a Latino, obviously yeah. you're going to make fun of, you know, being Mexican or yeah, immigration I mean, or taco maker or whatever. Yeah, you have to. You have I to. Mean, sometimes the, the obvious joke is the, the joke. You know? Right, right. Um, so, but you also have to do it in a way where you don't set him up. Like, you know, for Alfie, you know, you know I don't know what his preparation was like, you know, but he knows fat jokes are coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just prepare for them. And, you, yeah. know, they, you know, you could turn it around on um, the people. Like, Olivia is great. She knows, and she's not fat, but, you know, for the show, you have to, like, mm-hmm. say she is or whatever. Uh, she's got a hundred fat rebuttals right. ready for you. So, right. you know, and she used to at one point wear, um, yeah, I guess you'd say heavy, heavier makeup than she does now. So she knew that most people would go after the makeup. So right. she had a hundred makeup rebuttals. So mm-hmm. it's, you have to be careful when you go for the obvious because yeah. it's, you know, if the person is good and, you know, if you're doing a roast battle on Comedy Central, the person's probably pretty good. They should have rebuttals. Like right. you know, for me, it, you know, I know that probably the number one target is my age because I'm mm-hmm. 48. So I think I'm the oldest roaster uh, for my season anyway. So that's going to be a target. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, being a relative to the Kennedys, that's going to be a target. Yeah. So uh, you know, but I'm ready for those. You're ready. You have rebuttals. That's one thing uh, uh, I always noticed about you too on the. Rose battles, you, you right away before you did your joke, you had a rebuttal. Yeah, you would hit them. And the uh, you know the jo- uh, the battle I lost uh, to Sarah Tiana, I uh, I didn't have a rebuttal for one of her jokes. It just you know mm-hmm. something about uh, I like young uh, young girls or something because uh, I was uh, dating Olivia at the time mm-hmm. and she's. Uh, 20 and well, she's 21 now but you know there's like a 27 year age difference yeah so uh sarah tiana had like a really clever joke about how i like young kids uh, they're all on my hard drive or something like that <laughs> yeah. and i didn't really have a rebuttal for it and it probably lost me uh you know the battle so yeah you, know, you gotta have rebuttals got rebuttals um now when you're you know when you're up there you're in character mode what's up louis Lois want to say something? I thought my dog. Uh, Lois is more famous than I am. Yeah, Lois is dope. She's quiet, though. She's quiet. She's really cool. Well, yeah, you got to be in, uh, For me, I'm in character because I think it makes it harder for the person roasting you. <laughs> I'm all about mind games. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, you know, because... Like, and a lot of people don't think it's fair. Like, uh-huh. there's a, a battler on this season, Alex Hooper, who... Uh, may even take it to another level than I do. Like he comes, his last battle was against Pat Barker, who's probably the best roast battle writer. I mean, Mm -hmm. his his jokes are amazing. And he had all these jokes about Alex Hooper and Hooper comes out. as like this gay, like superhero ballerina. And, you know, Pat just, his jokes didn't work because it, it really wasn't Alex Hooper up there. Yeah. It It was like a character. So, yeah, uh, some people don't like that. You know, I've been accused of, uh, I guess you'd say, cheating because it's like you're not really battling Earl up there. You're battling Rick Rude. <laughs> so, uh, but, I, you know, until there's rules, uh, I'll do whatever I can to win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There was one guy in the beginning that tried to do a character this season. Uh, I think it was in New York. 
he tried to dress like a like a Middle Eastern or some shit. Did you see that one? Uh, I don't. It's really weird. I don't watch uh, battles I'm not a part of because I want to do it so much. Mm, okay, you know, so it, I'm very weird like that. Like I, he he couldn't pull it off though. Well, you got to have the jokes. You yeah, know? you can have the craziest, and we see it in L.A. a, a lot, uh-huh. where you have. Um, you know these crazy entrances and some are really funny and and you get like your friends to you help you out and uh you know the entrances are great and then your jokes aren't there mm-hmm. you know yeah but, you know like my last entrance was horrible uh i battled benji aflalo oh yeah who's amazing he's a good you just had him on a podcast as well yeah, he, yeah. Uh, i think i had him on after our battle uh-huh. uh, and he's like a great friend he's a great comic you know yeah. he just sold a show uh straight to series which is virtually imp- like unheard of like usually you sell a pilot mm-hmm. he sold a series like they bought everything uh, yeah so he's really good and uh but I'm a big pro wrestling fan, so I thought for fun, I, I went on WWE.com and I bought uh, 10 Sting masks and one Sting t-shirt that I could wear uh, because there was this match. Uh, I hope your fans like wrestling. Uh, oh, they like everything. Where uh, Piper and uh, it was DDP uh, were in the ring and uh, then Hogan and the NWO came down to attack them and they were beating the shit out of them. It was like, a 20 on two beat down <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see sting in the crowd and he runs down and he gets in the ring and his wig flies off and it's not sting and then another sting comes from another area and oh, then sure. two more stings come from another area and then uh finally the real sting comes this guy hits him and he turns around and then sting puts him in his move and the ring clears and oh, so that's what I did with Benji. Yeah. And no one got it. No one got it. Oh, it was the worst. I spent $150 <laughs> on a fucking entrance. I just cut the entrance short. I just, like, oh. I told them, I told my 10 stings to come in from different angles of the room. Like, uh, you, two, you two go from Coach T's, you know, uh, DJ booth. And uh-huh. you, you two come from the bathroom. And you two come over the judge's table. And you two come straight from where, like, J-Light does the Periscope feed. And uh, for some reason, they just all came in a straight line. Ten guys in a straight line. And it just was horrible. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. But... <laughs> point of that story is i had the jokes to back up luckily you know i won the battle barely because mm-hmm. i had the jokes oh okay so uh you know a lot of people should concentrate more on the jokes and coming out in a fucking you know, whatever <laughs> well like um hinchcliffe's entrance last last season where he came out with uh, the knight's armor the suit of armor yeah it was so good that um not to say that his jokes weren't good but i mean he, it just the battle didn't go as well for him on that one obviously. well the guy uh he's battling k trevor like right who's the guy i beat for third place uh in the live finale like mm-hmm. he's an animal like uh, in that untelevised season uh he beat saratiana uh he beat ashley barnhill i mean he was just mowing through these people yeah. so uh you know, it's to do a wacky entrance against him is like, you know, it's risk. It's you know, high risk, high reward. And right. uh, Tony's jokes were great. Yeah, uh, Kate Trevor was like, uh, you know, he's an animal. And I think mm-hmm. maybe if Tony could do it over again, uh, I 
think he said a joke that was against Canada or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Kate Travers is like a legend in Canada. Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely, uh, I think Tony, if, if he could take it back, would maybe leave that line out. Because mm-hmm. the battle was very, very close, but the... You know that one joke might cost him. Yeah, yeah. one joke can cost you in a in a four in a four joke battle. Mm-hmm. I guess five if it goes to overtime. Uh, you know, like the the first joke I did with Sarah Tiana it did okay. It didn't bomb, but it didn't do great. Mm-hmm. And you know, I couldn't recover because I was playing constant catch up. Yeah, it's tough in a in a, such a short battle. There was um, there was a little bit of. Uh... Uh, you could feel like a little bit of tension on the battle before that with Tony and um, Mark Norman. Yes, which and is controversy. Uh, yes, because it's. I think Mark uh, had done a joke about uh, Tony's, uh, you know, personal life, and uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people dug that. But uh, I don't know how Tony feels about it. But you know, when you sign up to do roast battle, it's you go all in. I yeah, mean, it's. I'm of the opinion that nothing's off the table. Right. Uh, so, like, when I battled Olivia uh, at L.A. Riot, uh, I think it was a year ago this weekend, uh, you know, she had a, uh, you know, she was uh, had a sexual assault uh, situation in her life, and uh, I uh, I did a three-tier joke about it. Like, and, and then I think she had a joke about both my parents dying two months apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like... You know what you're signing up for, like there's. But some people are like, no, I don't want to go there. Yeah. You know, like uh, one of the battlers has a brother who passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Fager, who's he, he's uh, an amazing uh, uh, comic and roast battler, and and some people attack that uh, storyline. Well, it's not a storyline, but like that part of Doug's life. Some people don't. Uh, Pat Barker, uh, his wife had a miscarriage. Uh, everyone attacks that storyline mm-hmm. uh so it's uh i mean it's very competitive yeah uh, it is you know so it's, you can't leave something like that off the table um you know i know one particular person if i ever battle them let's just say they have a uh sexual assault allegation <laughs> out there against them i will use it will be the first joke <laughs> Because uh, and they don't know I know. <laughs> five I know. comics just uh, got uh, you know they just froze right now. They're scared. Yeah. Oh, more than five. Trust me. Uh, They're like, okay, uh, definitely not gonna battle Earl. But that's my first. That would be my first joke. Yeah. Like hit them right in the fucking gut, and uh, you know, yeah, it's like it's it's roast battle. It's it's anything, and it's tough because especially when you're on Comedy Central. I mean, you're talking. You know, if you're, you know, maybe had an experience with a dude and and you don't want anyone to know and and the person you're roasting knows, you know, that's probably going to be brought up. So you have to like, if you've, you know, cheated on your girlfriend or boyfriend and, you know, nobody knows, but the person you're battling does knows, that'll probably be, you'll be exposed in front of literally millions of people. Yeah. So it's tough, uh, you know. It's kind of like you're going out there. um it's all on the table. It's all on the table. There's nothing. You can't really be hiding stuff. And it's kind of like, I feel that's the way we're moving in the future now. Like, also, have you noticed, like, like presidents, like scandals and all, all that shit is out there. 
It's already, you know, you can't be hiding shit no more. Well, not in roast the, battle. Definitely not in roast battle. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, people research, I research the shit out of my people. Yeah. Uh, you know, like for Benji, I was looking up every show he wrote for. And, and you know, I mean, with me and Olivia, it was different because we were dating. So it's like we, we, and we were really open with each other. Like, hey, I slept mm -hmm. with this many people. And uh, well, I fuck this guy or I fuck this girl. Um, so, I mean, we went all in on each other. Have you ever f had anybody, like, get upset with you, though? Um, in the roast? Not really. No? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, no. I mean, I had, when I uh, was a judge on the New York roast battle, mm -hmm. uh, I was in New York uh, doing a recap show for Comedy Central on uh, the Rob Lowe roast with Mike Lawrence. Uh, I was asked to judge. You know, in, in New York, they have their roast battle. Mm -hmm. It's every two weeks. Yep. It's at the Stand Comedy Club. Louis J. Gomez hosts. Yeah, he's awesome. Host, yeah. And uh, it's at the Stand. And uh, it's uh, Big J. Okerson's usually a judge. And, and Mike Lawrence, uh, is, he lives out here now. But like Lawrence, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, and I was judging uh, the battles. And there was this one battle. It was an undercard. This black dude and... Uh, white guy and the black dude was really funny but he was reading from his uh phone the whole time oh yeah and uh it was pretty close battle i still probably would have given it to the white dude mm -hmm. but uh you know i was trying to make the black guy feel better i'm like you know what it, it's a pretty close battle i probably would have given it to you but uh you read from your you know your phone the whole time so uh i, I gotta give it to the other guy and he was yeah. like well fuck you man you know that's bullshit and like he was serious he, so, really that's the only time huh? that anyone's ever uh uh gotten mad at me uh yeah and then, uh i guess there was one audience member when i was doing the house racist character you know i was going pretty deep one one show but it was uh, you'd have to be an idiot to think uh, you know a show that's Hosted by a black guy and Moses <laughs> is going to have a real racist on the show, and he came you really up to do me. have to be an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like the, the host of the show is black. Uh, I think at the time we had another uh, like a co-host who was black who who would uh, help with the judging. So you had two black guys uh, directly attached to the show, and. Uh, <laughs> And after the show, this pretty big black dude is like, well, hey, man, what's with the racist bullshit? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, it's a character like Archie Bunker. And yeah. he looks at me and goes, who the fuck is Archie Bunker? I'm like, oh, man, uh, Moses, we got a problem here. <laughs> so that's the, he he's the host. Talk to him. Yeah. And then I ran out. Yeah, it's like that. You ever hear the story of that comedian? He passed away already that he used to have a puppet. Uh, he was very famous. I forgot. It's I can't think of the name right now. Uh, Waylon. Uh, well, 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 there was that uh, the comedian who had the puppet on Hollywood Squares, Waylon and Madam or something. Uh, uh, that's the only one other than Jeff Dunham that I know of. Uh, I'll put, type in comedian uh, with puppet. But anyway, the story, though is that he was performing and the, the the puppet was very racist and he was very edgy. Oh, okay. And um, it got to the point where this audience member got so mad uh, that he, he stabbed the puppet. 
crazy. <laughs> I, I hear uh, Don Marrera say that story, but uh, yeah, he passed away. He was very sounds like that uh, older comic John Valby who who writes the the dirty songs, and I'm surprised he hasn't gotten the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, oh. he's got a song called Leroy the Big Lipped. <laughs> uh, no, that's the, like really? when he says. I mean, John Valby is like, well, you know, as white as I am, and he does these crazy like parody songs. What's his name? V a l b y Valby. John okay. Valby. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Losing It with uh, Tom Cruise, he he was the piano player in the the brothel, and he'd write these oh, okay. really dirty songs like. Uh, <laughs> like uh, Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? Tijuana. Tijuana. And then Ooh. he'll go in to sing. Tijuana, bring your mother to the gangbang. Oh, yes, you do. It's been a long time since she's had a screw. She was younger and in her prime. She used to gangbang all the time. And he has like a hundred of these songs. I don't know like, why when you said knock knock. I thought you wanted me to say the N-word. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Why would anybody say knock, knock, N-word? <laughs> Leroy, the big lip. No, so, uh, it sounds like him, but I guess uh, he never had a puppet. As far as yeah, it was, uh, that name doesn't know. It's not that one. Um, I don't know if his puppet's name was Scroncho, I want to say. I kind of remember the puppet's name, actually, but not him. Scron... Cho. I mean, Scrancho's a black comic out here, but he's not really necessarily famous. Yeah, I just found Scrancho on here. Definitely not him. Uh, he used to be on Opie and Anthony a lot. I've never listened to Opie and Anthony. Oh, it's no? not that I'm against them. I just, no. uh, I think, uh, like, I have Sirius XM, so I'm oh, sure yeah. I get them. Uh, I haven't listened to Stern in ages, so. Yeah, well, they're not even together. Or actually, and then it was Jim Norton and Opie for a while, but they're a separator, too. Oh, now. really? So yeah. Opie's on his own? Yeah, he does his podcast with Sherrod. Sherrod Small. Yeah, Sherrod Small. And, he had uh, a bad roast battle. Really? He did a early. Ro he did one of the earlier roast battles, and he was very unprepared. Really? He just tried to wing it. Some people, dude, people have tried wing it, man. Only <laughs> one guy can wing it, and that's George Perez. Really? George Perez could... Walk in this room right now and roast both of us. He's just really like he's yeah. he's just good like that. So and he, I mean he he was a champion on the Yo Mama show. Yeah, so he's uh, yeah you know and he did very well uh, this but last two seasons on roast battle. But uh, it's only sixteen spots, so uh, you know it's it's pretty hard to get yeah on the show. Yeah. Oh man, I should have hit him up too. Damn it, totally forgot. He would have done it too. Yeah. Know? I'm see if I could hit him up and meet him at the store. I'm going to do... So today, I'm going to... So we got this podcast we're doing. And then after this, I'm going to meet up with Jeremiah at the comedy store like around three. Oh, cool, cool. He's Jeremiah, a good dude. Yeah, Jeremiah Watkins. And he might bring the, the whole crew, the wave, because they're all together shopping right now for props. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people realize the work that the wave does. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was actually Jeremiah that went out and bought the clipboard in Montreal. Oh, did he? <laughs> he's like, hey, man, do you need anything? I'm like, 
Such a good a clipboard. Dude. You know, yeah. And yeah, he's a great guy. And, and yeah. Willie and Jamar are great. Haiti is great too. He's not on the you know TV part of the show, but he's he's a good dude. Yeah. And then after Jeremiah, I'm going to do another one with um, around 6 p.m. at the comic store with uh, Jesus Trejo. Oh, Jesus is another mm-hmm. one. Uh, he should have been on this season. You know, oh yeah. That's how tight it is when you have people like uh, Jesus and George not on it. I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's, the, it's, it's like trying to get in the NBA. It's like it's only limited spots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's probably you know in LA there's probably a uh, hundred active roasters. New York probably fifty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what what Atlanta and Denver are like, but. So there's probably 250 roasters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 16 spots. 16 spots. That's it. Um, you were on this season. You were. You had a pretty cool part too. Uh, the, they actually had you as the house hater, right? Yeah, in the LA they show. They finally did it. Yeah, and I think uh, they should incorporate them, man. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I would love. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's so many moving parts on the show that uh, I think it's like, well, where can we squeeze Earl in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why I was, uh, you know, I, I don't know this to be true, but I think, you know, last year it was like, well, we can't really have a racist character on the show, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kenny Roast. And uh, so I, I beat a few of their top people. And uh, so it's just, I think certainly. You got third place. Yeah, third place, you know. Uh, so uh you know hope i you know i don't know what's going on uh you know there's all kinds of rumors that you know uh there'd be a possible third season where you have the best of from both seasons battle uh so i would love to do that and uh you know uh in terms of the hater uh you know i think the concern is time concerns is there you know room for the wave the judges acting interacting jeff interacting the crowd uh is there room for earl to you know do his thing so uh, mm-hmm. i would have done it for sure but uh that'd be pretty cool yeah oh yeah it's, you know, so it's cool. tv time so any any like in the la road to roast battle show was great it got yeah. in a couple lines uh so but uh, that's out of my hands so yeah yeah that's cool though man um and did you notice there was a little bit of tension afterwards with the whole east coast west coast um a little bit you know how you said there's 50 and roasters probably in new york probably like you said yeah rough they have to do it every two weeks like they Mm -hmm. don't have enough uh, this isn't me like talking shit about them it's just the fact that yeah they can only do uh roast battle every other week you know, whereas in L.A., we have, on average now, probably seven battles a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we just have more. I'm not saying we have, uh, you know, it's like Canada. Like, Canada has more hockey players. Right, right. They just do. Yeah. Uh, U.S., I mean, Canada and hockey could literally field three to four all-star teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. could field one good one. Right. Uh so, uh, you know, that's what I think it's like in terms of L.A. and New York, the mm-hmm. comparison is. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I'll, this could sound like I'm being cocky about myself, but I'm anyone who knows me knows I'm not cocky, but, like, no one in New York has my fight card. I mean, uh, you know, my last mm-hmm. 
10 opponents have been either LA top five or people so good they're not even ranked, like Jimmy Carr, mm-hmm. Sertiana, uh, you know, Benji, Jesse Joyce, who, yeah. uh, you know, so I think that's, I think we have an advantage. Yeah. Uh, just because we do it more. Just more. It's just like, uh, like podcasting. Podcasting was mostly West Coast for a long time. It, like when it was starting off, there wasn't that many East Coast podcasters. And, um, I've been getting into a lot of them, you know, like Legion of Skanks. Oh, yeah. Race Wars. And, oh, so many good ones, man. A lot of good ones. Oh, there's ones. hundreds of yeah. good ones. There's thousands of shitty ones. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the beauty of a podcast is anyone can do it. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's also the, the bad of it is anyone can do it. Like, yeah. Uh, I know homeless open micers who literally... <laughs> they, have have a, they have a podcast because it's i mean your setup now is you know you have a zoom recorder and two mics mm-hmm. that's all you need you know that's literally and you probably don't even need the zoom recorder you could nah. get uh you know one of those digital recorders most comics would use to right. say their jokes into right it's not I gonna know. sound as good as this right but uh no when i'm on the go i, I sometimes i bust out my galaxy phone and right i bust out a podcast on my phone you can do it on an iPhone, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know how that would work, but uh, I'm, I'm sure the capability is yeah, A little voice recorder. Rogan has done it. Yeah. Rogan so. actually did a podcast with Tony Hinchcliffe and Dana Wyatt on an airplane coming back from Australia. Yeah. On I mean, a cell phone. The, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think New Yorkers don't... I think they look down on the L.A. roasters. Uh, they, they, a lot of them do, because <laughs> I, I listen to their podcasts. <laughs> but, you know, I tell you what, if you think you're good, come out to L.A. and I'll yeah. battle you. Okay. Uh, you know, Open invitation by Earl Skakel. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's, you know, our fight cards are, are so much better than in, not just New York, anybody's. I mean, if you're in the L.A. top 10, you've pretty much fought everyone in the LA top 10. I mean, What's your ranking? I'm ranked number two. Really? Um, Shit. You know, uh, I, uh, I'm the one round specialist roaster. I, I don't have a lot of three, uh, uh, round battles in me. I mean, uh, cause I do a lot of, uh, you know, like, uh, last year against Olivia, it was like, Hey, do you guys want to battle each other? Um, well, geez, Sure, it was one round, uh, but uh, you know I'll take on anybody. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I, I mean, my first roast battle win was against Boone Shakalaka, <laughs> who's a homeless transvestite who also has a podcast. I think he, or, he does. <laughs> actually, it's called the Boonecast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people are like, "Well, that really shouldn't count as a victory, Earl, uh, against Boone." But I'm telling you right now, Boone Shakalaka would beat. Uh, people in the LA top 50 I, I would say from number 35 to 50 he would beat half of them yeah because he's so unorthodox and he has no written material <laughs> he just looks at you and says you know you have AIDS teaches AIDS there's nothing he does he's like you can't rebut them like yeah. what do you say to you have teachers AIDS uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I mean, the, some of the New York battles are amazing. Zach Amico, uh, who's out here doing it, uh, 
Evan uh, Williamson, he's amazing. JP uh, McCade, I think, uh, he's awesome. Uh, Christy Cielo, who was in the. I love Christy, man. She, you know, uh, I uh, people disagree with me on this one, but I, you know, I was there live. She almost beat Jimmy Carr. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she had one like she didn't have that one joke that was like a fucking grand slam homer joke uh if she had that she would have won mm-hmm. um because it was pretty close he probably underestimated her like who's this girl i'm just you know he was probably looking at me or tom ballard mm-hmm. in the second round uh but uh you know so anyone can lose in roast battle you know right. i've lost uh Twice, uh, you know, I lost to Sarah Tian and I lost to uh, Whitney Rice, who'd never done a battle before. Mm-hmm. So that's a, you know, it's like the UFC in that regard. Like anyone can lose, right? You know, right. Uh, I mean, as good as I am, I could lose to someone who's never battled before if they just get lucky. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, or you know, who knows? Maybe in Montreal they'll do New York versus LA. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd and be you know, cool. have like Jimmy Carr and, and others in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, Christy is a perfect example of uh, somebody that when you get made fun of, I like it how she laughs and she's having a good time. Was, yeah, you know that's pretty cool. Well, she gets it. You know, she's yeah. gonna, you know, uh, you know, with Christy, like you know, since she, uh, you know, she's not well known yet. Uh, you know, her career is going to be attacked, but she knows that. Mm-hmm. So she has rebuttals for it, and you know the voice. You know they're going to go after the voice, which is her real voice. Yeah. Uh, so and and she's likable. You know, very likable. Like there's like battlers in L.A. who are great battlers, but they're not likable, so mm-hmm. they lose. Right. Um, you know. I mean, I'm likable. You know, I I probably win some battles. I shouldn't just because everyone loves me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, some people. Uh, they don't care about being likable. Right. They're just roast battles their thing. They want to be the dick. Uh, and, uh, you know, so everyone's, there's different strategies. Yeah. In, in comedy in general, not just roasting, you are very likable. But why do you think some comics, they're like, man, some comics are, there's some assholes out there, man. I met a few at the comedy store. Like, you listen to them on podcasts and, and then you meet them in real life and you know how they say, don't meet your heroes and shit like that. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, well, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I just, I, it's, I think it really depends on how you were raised. Yeah. You know, my parents raised me of like pretty much uh, we all shit out of the same hole and, uh, you know, however good you are at something, there's someone better than you at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like if you, you know, like I got a big dick, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then you watch a Mandingo video and it's like, I don't got a big dick, you know, so, and I'm sure there's someone out there with a dick bigger than Mandingo's. So, <laughs> you know, I think if you go through life like that, it's, you yeah. know, uh, you know, you'll, you'll do all right. But some comics have no social fucking, uh, that's true. You know, they just don't get it. Yeah. You know, there's people, I'm sure we even, with Roast Battle, you know, it's a casting show. It's like, hey, who's easy to work with? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, that's probably in part why I got on last season. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, he can roast, but is he going to be cool to 
fly to Montreal and you know he's got to do promos with Jimmy Carr and Tom Ballard and Sarah and Kay Trevor is he going to get along with them is he going to you know and I'll say this probably my proudest moment in Montreal last year was when I lost to Sarah I walked up the stairwell and the whole production crew gathered around me and they were like you were our favorite because you know I showed up on time I didn't complain. The hours are long. You know, you're filming, you know, vignettes and promos for, you know, all the things you got to do. And it's a lot of work. Uh, So that's, you know, how I live. That's how I live my life. But, you know. Is the promo, um, uh, so you do that the same day before? Yeah, like, you know, when I battled Tom Ballard, we you know did our little wrestling promos and yeah. you know, i was humping them yeah and stuff and uh that was like both of our idea like we, i think he tried to kiss me at one point like, i'm like uh, i don't know if i'm down with that but you know and then uh jimmy carr was the same thing jimmy's great like jimmy is a wrestling character because yeah. he's so nice off stage like yeah uh, but uh, he's a character, yeah, on stage too. Wait, so he really is a. So that was a character versus character type of thing. Yeah, and uh, really pretty is. more or less. But yeah. you know, he was the first guy to hug me after off stage, and you know, hey, good job. You know, uh, I mean, he's a very famous comic, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think he does like roast battle for the sport. He didn't need the twenty five grand. Yeah, you know, he's got like eight million Twitter followers and all that. Yeah, so uh, you know, I respect him for doing it. He doesn't because a lot of I think bigger comics uh, they don't want to do it. You know? No, yeah, because it's you know you're exposed wide open. There's some comics that they have a little exposure where they've been on TV. Also, um, I I don't know. You say you have you haven't really watched these battles, but you must have heard of it. This recent one uh, with Jay Light and Carlos Miller. I, I well, Jay had told me what happened. Uh, yeah. What ha- I didn't see the battle, but I know Carlos walked off stage or something. I think I don't know if he walked. No, I don't think he walked off stage. But he was pretty upset to the point right right after they didn't do the last promo either. Well, Jay did it by himself because he didn't. He just took off or something. But, but I mean, he did stay for the whole battle. It goes. Uh, to what we were saying a few minutes ago is like you sign up for roast battle you know mm-hmm. it's like he tried to wing it yeah oh you can't wing it man. no that's it's all he did only george perez can wing it and yeah even he now prepares yeah um you know you i mean as good as i am off the cuff i don't wing it you know i think for olivia i had 406 jokes written and most of them are <laughs> awful but uh, you know it's like yeah and for uh i think tom ballard i had 107 yeah uh, for sarah tiana on damn uh, that many jokes huh well for tom ballard i had like two weeks because they they tell you about two weeks before hey this is who you're battling and then it gets into panic mode because if you win your first round match you know, a day later, you have to have, you know, Jimmy Carr jokes. Mm-hmm. So I probably had about uh, really only 20 jokes for Jimmy. And then for... Uh, do you have uh, like a collabo, like people help each other out with I jokes? Do. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I don't. And that's another difference between New York and L.A. comics. Uh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Because I like, heard about that. New York comics are very like, oh, we don't need people to write our jokes. Yep. Well, uh, I guess you do, because I was the one on season one. <laughs> uh, so, but I don't have any, uh, 
you know, ego about it. Like, I'm a roast performer. Right. You know, I, I'm not... I mean, I can write roast jokes if I have to, but, uh-huh. you know, when you're writing four battles, uh, you know, and, and so if you win your first round match, you have to write, uh, you know, for Jimmy Carr. And then if you beat Jimmy Carr, you have to write uh, for the live finale. But you're writing three battles uh, in, in two days notice because you don't know who's going to win. Right. Uh the next night so you have to you know i had to write jokes for mike lawrence k trevor and sarah tiana because i didn't know who was going to win so uh and then you know whether you win or lose your third battle you still had the third place battle to do so after i lost to sarah tiana i had eight minutes to get ready for k trevor for for screwing for for the listeners and myself like what like what's something how do you go about writing a a roast battle a a roast joke well i mean it's different like uh i think i have to answer that in like two parts because it's like a roast joke is like you know me roasting joe rogan Mm -hmm. and you know obviously i'm a huge rogan fan he's he's been amazing to me you know every time he mentions my name on his podcast i'll get like a hundred followers yeah yeah and just a lot of love. People come up to me on the street. Hey, I heard Joe mention your name on the pod. Uh, so if I'm writing a Joe Rogan roast joke, you know. He was raving about you when he came back for the first time yeah. to the comedy store on his podcast. Uh, he was talking about you. Yeah. I mean, so that's like, but, you know, if they ever have like the Comedy Central roast or Netflix or I, I don't know who, you know, Joe would, is affiliated with. But uh, whatever network, uh, the Joe Rogan roast, you know, I would write a maybe a joke about Joe wearing a Fliction shirt. Mm. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm saying to Joe through the joke, hey, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of yours. I would love to have your life and career. I took enough time to write that joke to show you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with a roast battle joke, it's the complete opposite. Mm. You know, you're not paying tribute to that person. There is a difference. Yeah, you're, yeah. If I'm battling Mike Lawrence, I'm looking at him and... My first joke is going to be so mean and cruel that it throws off his joke about me. Mm. You know, because when you're doing a joke, you know, I'm, I'm roasting Mike Lawrence, and Mike Lawrence is. Mike Lawrence isn't. He's listening to me, but he's going over his joke about me in his head as I'm doing my joke about him. So if I can fluster him, mm-hmm. it's going to fuck up his joke about me. So yeah. you're really trying to hit them from a very personal standpoint. And, uh, you know, it's it's a lot different than, you know, like you look at that Rob Lowe roast, every comic on there, from Jimmy Carr to uh, Jeff Ross to whoever, they would kill to be Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. They would kill to have his career. 30 years in the business. Yeah. Hit movies, hit TV shows, commercials. Uh, but, you know, me and Mike Lawrence, we're battling. We, we want blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. it, it, it's um, I, I this is pretty cool getting into the dissecting of that because I I never I never noticed the difference between to the average person they they look at a roast show like the Rob Lowe and a roast battle oh it's the same thing but no it's actually oh. different there's one you're paying tribute the other one you're trying to you couldn't be fuck any further up. from yeah. uh, you're trying to uh, 
And I never roast uh, your girlfriend. I've lost two girlfriends to this show. Really? Because, <laughs> you know, like with me and Olivia, we were trying to win. So she's hitting me hard. I'm hitting her hard. Were you guys dating at the time? We were dating at the time, oh. which is a major mistake. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, disaster. Uh, a horrible mistake. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, you're hitting with personal jokes. So I yeah. think it, at some point it was like, oh, do you think I'm fat? And it's like, I'm thinking, oh, do you really think I have a big forehead? And, you know. Oh, shit. So, because, uh, you know, you're trying to win. So you're, yeah. you're saying anything you can to win. And um, you're throwing out zingers. Uh, you know, a lot of battles are won, not just on the jokes, but, you know, on how you interact with the crowd and the judges. And so you're saying mean things to the judges. And, uh, you know, you're attack I like to attack the crowd and the judges just to create just a buzz in the room mm -hmm. so but it's risky you know? uh, yeah well like um louis jerry gomez just roasted him and his girlfriend on this new season i wouldn't be surprised if they break up yeah because oh. there's always that you know uh like you know with me and olivia it was i i you know i can't say what was going through her head but like i'm sure it was like oh do you really think my body is this wait a minute you don't say that when we're together and you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, oh, you don't think I'm funny, Olivia? Do you really think I'm not funny? You know, so it's, you, mm. so. Uh, was it right after? Oh, no, no, it was just, uh, I mean, uh, like a gradual thing. We broke mm. up a few times, got back together, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, it was. <laughs> it's definitely not good to do. It's not good. It didn't help. Like, yeah. I'll put it that way. It didn't help our relationship. Yeah. There's some things you just don't do in a relationship. But I mean, with Roast Battle, it's such a fun show, and it's so like in me and Olivia's case, we were both so competitive, and at the time, we were probably the two best roasters, uh, you know, or one of the two. Uh, so I think we just kind of had a mutual like, hey, let's, let's see who's better. Yeah, and uh, you know, there you go. And there's uh, obviously, just like in comedy, there's a there's a lot of bombing, yeah, in in, in roasting. Um, have you ever seen one that where both roasters bombed really bad and just... every week, yeah, every week. <laughs> I mean, when I said LA does seven battles a week, it, it's not, I'm not saying, uh, yeah. you know, there's seven amazing knockout battles. I mean, you have beginning battlers who don't quite know what they signed up for. And, uh, you know, the, the belly room show is like, it's unlike anything. I mean, like the the stand belly room or the stand uh, roast battle, it's great, but it's it's uh, you know because the stand is like real low ceilings and it's uh, kind of a basement type of vibe, uh, but it not no place that's ever done a roast battle has the belly room vibe where it's mm. packed. Yeah, uh, that's what Rogan said too. Yeah, they it's should just, just film like, it there. Yeah, they should. I, I you know they. Uh, I'm not sure why, you know, it's a show so popular that it's like, I'm sure the thinking is, why not do it at the House of Blues if we can get a yeah. thousand people in there? Yeah. Uh, so. I almost got tickets. Yeah, well, I think tomorrow night's the next show. Yeah, for tomorrow night. I, I was going to stay till Monday, but. I think it's sold out. They emailed me back and said there wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the show's super popular, so. Uh, and, it, you know, as long as the battles are good, it'll. Mm -hmm. it'll go for a while i mean you know if your mama could last six seasons <laughs> i mean because people and i'm sure the new york battlers are the same but the, the la like the top probably 20 are 
all religiously fanatic writers. I mean, they will write, you know, a hundred jokes for a one round battle. Can can you name the top ten right now, or by memory, maybe? Um, let or? me see. I think the champ is Alex Hooper. Okay, uh, and he's in uh, this season of roast battle. Uh, I'm number two. Um, I think Connor McSpadden is uh, number three. Uh, Omid Singh is four, and then uh, there's wow. uh, let me see. Connor's great. Toby. Toby, uh, he's got a weird last name, but uh, Tony, Toby, I will just call him Toby M. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably the scariest guy to battle because he's so uh, plain and just white, and there's really no uh, visible, uh, you know, roasting areas on him. And he's a great writer. He's probably uh, people are scared of him the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Leah Kajanian, who's uh, in the season as well. Uh, Olivia Grace. She's uh, around the top ten, and then the Jay Light, uh, is, I think, is uh, he's in the top ten. So it's like, wow. uh, you know, and we all kind of battle each other. So it's, yeah. it's like it's hard to get in the top ten because, yeah. you know, like I don't want to battle anyone outside the top ten because it's like, what's the point? Right, right. But some people don't care. Like uh, Jay Light had like recently, he did like four battles in like three weeks. Really, Four Pat battles? Barker. Pat it's, Parker's also. Uh, Jay lives out here. Jay uh, yeah, Light? Jay oh. Light's. A, he works at the Comedy Store. A real funny comic. Okay. Yeah. And, well, uh, I saw him battle with Carlos Miller, and I mean, he destroyed Carlos Miller, and at the same time, like I said, he was trying to wing it. But yeah, you can't. He was trying to puff up and talk about. Uh, oh, I've been on TV. Who are you? And this, it, like, it just didn't work. It came out so gross. Well, usually when people th- come at it with that angle, it's like, well, if you got to say you're on TV, then. You're probably oh. insecure about... And when he was on TV, I already had... I'm going to just be open. There's dislike. I, I don't like him. Right. Um, there's, I never met him. But when he was on... Uh, he was on America's Got Talent. But when he did America's Got Talent, he was on TV stealing someone's joke. He stole the... I, I, I don't want to just say stole, but it was Felipe Esparza's verbatim. Okay. One of his jokes verbatim. And I was like, and it, it's not one of those jokes where you think, oh, it sounds the same, or it's just parallel thinking. No, right. it was like verbatim, you know? But, I mean, those shows, like, America's Got Talent, and they're so forgettable, like, cause yeah. it's like, there's such a quick turnaround, like, even if you do, even if you win the fucking thing, yeah, uh, which is an accomplishment, for sure, but it's like, you know, the next season's like two months later, so it's like, there's such a short... Uh, yeah. So he didn't win it, so it's no. like, all right, you finished seventh on America's Got Talent. Uh, great. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's the great equalizer about Roast Battle is, like, your TV credits mean nothing. Right. They you mean know? nothing, man. They, they really, I mean, they just don't. Do you think um, it, it almost seems like uh, it's evolving into a new genre uh, of comedy, obviously, like... Uh, I think so. I mean, yeah. it's the perfect show for this politically incorrect era we live in. I mean, yeah. there's rape jokes, there's, you know, race jokes, there's uh, homophobic jokes, there's, you know, the shows where the house haters is featured on it. I'm doing school shooting jokes and, uh, you know, police shooting jokes. And uh, so it's definitely not mm-hmm. for everybody. I mean, right. I, I know some people don't like the show at all and will these jokes are just mean, but 
you know they're they're clever i'm surprised it, no one has tried to attack it yet like insensitive people and you know social justice warriors yet and yeah, yeah. i mean we've gone pretty deep so it's far been pretty deep <laughs> uh, you know but uh i think because the cars are laid out on the table and you know what you're getting into yeah i mean if it's like uh it's like it's an anti-alt show but mm-hmm. it's, it's so anti-alt it's almost an alt show like Alt shows, you know, in L.A. fancy themselves as, you know, you know, we're the higher moralistic, you know, show. We, we don't rely on dick jokes. You know, <laughs> we're, we're superior to you. But <laughs> Roast Battle is so, like, in your face and aggressive. It's it's almost become an alt show. Like, you know. And, yeah. You know, Jeff Ross is, you know, the, he's the Roast Master. Yeah. So it's like... you it's really a perfect marriage and, and Moses is like yeah. the perfect host and and you know the top battlers from LA and New York we all put in a lot of work so and so the reason it's in New York is because Moses took it out there with a friend or something or how did it um, I think uh, just people from New York and, and other areas were like wow this show is amazing we should do it here mm-hmm. and a lot of people were not cool and just did it and uh, I think one place in Winnipeg just ripped off the Roast Battle logo. I mean, it was the same logo, and, and mm-hmm. hey, uh, here's Roast Battle. Uh, but I'm sure in Winnipeg you've got enough comics to maybe do one every two months. Uh, yeah, because in Vegas they've been trying to do something now. Yeah, I mean, it's not uh, it's not as easy as it looks putting this show on. I mean, even mm-hmm. the weekly L.A. show, it's a lot of work. It's, it's just the Periscope. Stuff is oh the periscope yeah you know you have Jay Light and Omid Singh who uh, you know do it every week and it's it's a lot you know the Wi Fi at the store isn't the best so it's like it's constant is this gonna you know be able to record in here tonight and mm-hmm. uh, so it, it's and it's a family show like who's everyone, the camera guy for the periscope uh, it's Jay Light and if Jay really? Light's battling it's Omid Singh. They they do such a great job, man. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard work. Uh, yeah, you know, and and Troy Conrad's the uh, the photographer. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a super funny comic. You know, he does that show set list. Uh, it's real famous. Uh, you know, you you do. Troy will put up on a a screen random words and you have to act like it's part of your set list mm-hmm. and you don't know what the words are going to be till they're on that screen. So it's a super fun show, but Troy's uh, the official photographer of uh, Roast Battle, and he captures the magic. Like, yeah, you know, that's a cool show. So he puts on the screen. Uh, yeah, like he'll put on a screen. Uh, you know, Burt Reynolds anal beads. <laughs> you just gotta roll with it. And, try and to- you have to act like you have material on that. Uh huh. You know, and and it's not. That's a pretty simple one, but like usually they're like. Uh, that's another genre of yeah I mean it, you have to be so quick and like uh, freestyle comedy yeah I mean and uh, you can't address you can't like say look up and go oh Burt Reynolds anal beads you, so you can't really address what's on this screen you have to just start talking like oh okay you know and it's uh, it's, so that's a really fun show but yeah uh, 
but it's you know roast battle is such a community you know we all help each other you know the wave you know they get props for me and Mm -hmm. and you know we interact every week and and moses uh you know runs the ship and jeff ross is great uh you know and the judges are awesome too uh you know it's it's such a family affair yeah yeah wow And, and now the wave they don't really battle huh they battled. Uh, let me see. A couple about two months ago, that the, they had a really fun battle with the famous Versi triplets. Oh uh, snap! Yeah, they were great. And I've the, heard them on Kill Tony a lot. Yeah, the Versi triplets won. Yeah, because they had a great joke. Uh, I think their first joke was uh, <laughs> the wave is a lot like a hurricane. The bigger they get, the more they fuck over Haiti. <laughs> which haiti if you watch the show is the fourth member of the wave uh-huh. but due to uh <laughs> like you know logistics or whatever he he kind of gets cut out of the tv show <laughs> so it's like it's a pretty funny joke yeah and uh so yeah the versi triplets they're great uh but they they only battle as a threesome yeah um so yeah, but in general, the wave does not battle. But Jamar battles. Jamar battles, yeah. Uh, it, periodically, and uh, I think Jeremiah. No, I, Willie. I think did one or two battles early on. Mm-hmm. Haiti's done a battle or two. Yeah. So, but they don't battle as a unit. Oh, okay. That must have been fun to watch. That was a couple of weeks ago. Huh? Yeah. So yeah. Maybe. That's the only, the only thing that um, I wish is that there would be video where. You could, uh, you know, because they put it on Periscope, but it'd be cool if you could watch it on YouTube whenever you want. Yeah, I mean, so I'm sure cool. that's discussed. You know, I don't... Uh, like an online show when uh, the season's not on. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I would assume Comedy Central would be like, hey, we want people coming to our channel to watch it. Mm. So, uh, who knows? I mean... Uh, maybe if it was on the Comedy Central? Yeah, maybe, I know... Uh, not, I guess you couldn't do it on Snapchat, but uh, I know uh, Comedy Central Snapchat channel's like a big thing. Oh, um, so uh, you know who knows? I mean, I'm sure more ideas are being uh, explored mm-hmm. for roast battle to to take to even bigger heights. So in Vegas, they wanted um, they've been uh, there's been drama with all, like any other place where a comic says something uh, against another comic or whatever, and then they're like, let's settle this on a roast battle. And then in the Las Vegas group, we have comics from all over the world. So they read it, and uh, there was a, there's been a few LA comics that are like, stop trying to rip off uh, Brian Moses, and and I agree to a certain extent, but at the same time, kind of like um, like if you're gonna rip off the logo or whatever, um, and and I, I think if you're gonna do something like that, you should you should reach out to Brian Moses and like get a get his blessing, I would say. But at the same time, it's becoming a genre, right? Or what do you yeah, think? Well, I mean, you know, but it's. Uh you know, not to sound cocky, but like no one's gonna ever come up with our format, like because mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be the ones with Jeff Ross, and mm-hmm. Jeff Ross is gonna be the one who brings in Dave Chappelle and right, and you know the celebrity judges every week. Uh, you know, I know a few. Someone sent me a clip of uh, a, a battle where they had like a house heckler racist type. Oh of, yeah, no, they can, yeah, they weren't they weren't very good. Um, <laughs> so you know you can try but it's like i think more of um 
what I'm referring to is more of a like because it would be like at a more like in Vegas the we don't really do open mics in 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 clubs none of the clubs have an open mic we it's all restaurants and shit right. like that so it would be more of a restaurant or a bar where yeah, they I just mean, go after each other but if they're gonna rip off the wave the heckler and then you you know it's kind of like. A, I don't want to stir controversy, but uh, there's a show that in in New York that does something similar to Kill Tony. Now I don't know if you heard about that. I have what? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. So they they do that, but um, the difference is that while the comic is doing his minute, they ring a bell, interrupt them, and roast them, and, okay. and make fun of them. They, so they don't even let him finish his joke. But Tony was a little upset about that. We talked about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Well, Mention I mean, it. you know, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, what can you do? You can't really do anything to stop it, but, yeah. you know, there's, you can just, uh, you know, do your show as best you can, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't think Kill Tony's going to suffer from this show in New right. York, but I, I would be mad, too, Yeah, you know, when I saw the heckler guy on, the, I think, the New York show, I was like, all right, let me see if this, what this guy does, and he was just horrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I mean, there's it's tough. You can't, you know, roasting's not something you can really copy, right? I mean, it's right. You know, it's, it's a genre, like you say. But uh, you know, when you see a show pop up out of nowhere with a host and two roasters, and <laughs> a, a heckler, and, and something that looks like the wave, it's it's kind of like... Oh, uh, just a rip-off. Yeah. yeah. But those shows never do well. But the one in New York, for example, that has that, you know, it's it's like the sister show right. of the L.A. one. They do it where, yeah, there's three judges, a host, but they don't really have the wave and the... Not really. Here. I mean, I think uh, they have a DJ there, and he's really cool. Mm -hmm. Coach, like a Coach T. Yeah. He's quick. Um, yeah. he's No one's as quick as Coach T, though. Like, that guy's a maniac. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think the the New York show is done almost out of tribute to our show. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the way it should be. Yeah, and, and you know, like I said, some of the New York battles are amazing. Yeah. There's some, I mean... So that, that JP came out here to roast Jay Light, and it was great. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, New York's probably the only show I've seen that even comes close to uh, matching what we do out here. Right. But you'll never, like, match the energy of the belly room and, and it's the energy of the celebrities in the room. Right. And, you know, John Mayer's in there, you know, one week, and then... You know, Ron White comes in with a huge jug of booze and he's pouring everyone drinks. And, you know, we got the speed weed guy, Gino. He's passing out, you know, whatever he passes out. And, you know, it's just, it's a party. Uh -huh. You, know, you yeah. can't, you know, it's like plenty of people ripped off Kiss. Yeah. But there was only one Kiss. Right. You know, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, well, on that thread where there were this this guy in L.A. went on there and they, you know, stopped ripping off the Rose Battle. Like no one has even done a battle. It's just that they were just trying to say, let's do a Rose Battle to settle a fight. I went on there and I tagged Brian Moses. <laughs> I just tagged him. Who was the guy from L.A.? <sighs> name names. Yeah. No, You know, honestly, it wasn't. I, I went to his profile. He came off as um, to the Vegas scene, very actorish, douchey type of. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't I remember his name though um i would have to go to that thread on a las vegas comedy group okay i'm sure you're in it 
Uh, I might be. Yeah. I think I posted uh, the Tommy Morris. uh, That's right. That's right. uh, And I promoted it for you. Thank you. Yeah. I needed it. Yeah, yeah. When you had Tommy, that was crazy. Yeah, he was Tommy, racist talent coordinator, uh, allegedly. He was here on this couch. I know. This couch is very famous. Yes. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, it's a fascinating insight into uh, the mind of someone who was in power of comics, Uh, you know. That was such a good episode, man. And, you know, it's kind of roast battle related because roast battle was done on a night where he wasn't there. Like, Mm -hmm. Tuesday nights were his off night. If if Brian and, and whoever, Jeff, tried to do that on like a Thursday or Friday night, Tommy would have said, nah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just goes to show you how, you know, luck and, and circumstance can create a show out of nothing. I wonder if if Tommy feels, I wonder if he realizes how much the comedy store is booming right now. Oh, he thinks or, he had something to do with it. Really? Well, yeah, <laughs> he kind of did. That's the crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not being there no more. <laughs> I guess he did, ultimately. Because uh, <laughs> if he was still there. and uh, You know, I ended up kind of almost liking him when I had him on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Adam and... Adam is the new talent coordinator, or he's not really new. He's been there for two years. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the management, you know, Eric Anderson and, and, and Richie and, and Jody. It's it's a whole new uh, re- regime there. So yeah. it's, I mean, the shows are packed every night. I mean, they're now having main room shows on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, they never used to have that. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, to fill a three or 400 seat room on a midweek yeah in la it's like that was not a possibility under tommy they would right. barely have uh you know 20 people in the original room right so it's it's i mean and i think roast battle had a lot to do with the resurgence mm-hmm. of the store yeah because it you know there's a buzz about and still is a buzz about the show yeah um so it, it's just perfect timing that's the kind of buzz you want it's like the story is such a cool story where it, it became a buzz to the point where it it was so good it had to be on Comedy Central and the whole having Jeff Ross involved and everything. Oh yeah, I mean it's amazing. Just, uh, I mean the show. I was there in the beginning when there's maybe six, seven people in the room, and then mm-hmm. literally week by week it got a little more crowded, and then I think the story goes. One night Jeff kind of poked his head in there and was like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Came back the next week, and then he just started sitting in with us, and then, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's, now it's on its second season, and and I, I would imagine uh, it'll there'll be a third season. I mean, it's pretty neat that it's the last show uh, at the Hollywood House of Blues. Yeah. Then they're tearing it down. I think the day after uh, the live finale. Yeah, I guess they're gonna make apartments, huh? Uh, I think uh, it's a, one of those mixture retail, low income, high income, mm. uh, you know, mega buildings. But uh, it's going to suck because, uh, you know, it, there's already enough traffic on Sunset and La Cienega, mm-hmm. which is where they are building those two high rises. So now when they start tearing that building down, it's, it's going to be mayhem, mm-hmm. you know, traffic wise. It's yeah. already bad traffic in LA. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, now they're, uh, you know, ripping. I think there was a report on the Sunset Strip where every hotel's at like 90% occupancy. Mm-hmm. So now you have all these hotels battling to get in there and like rip rip down iconic buildings. And right. I think the Hustler store is going to become a hotel now or something. Mm. Uh, I know there was talk of making that the West Coast Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it is mm-hmm. a great building. But yeah. uh, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, even Ari's building. Didn't Ari used to live on Sunset? Ari lives right below the, or he lived right below the Comedy Central building, or the uh, Comedy Central billboard. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of neat that when you see his billboard for This Is Not Happening. Oh, yeah. It's literally right where his apartment used to be. Yeah, live. yeah. But that building's going to be torn down. and uh, yeah. So it's that's just, another really cool story too. How his show, he started producing a show where people just go and tell stories and yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get on with my gangbang story, but uh, oh yes, I love that story. You said it on the podcast last time. A lot, per- of pe- a lot of people, in case you don't know, for the listeners, go back to about a year ago. I had Earl. We did a short, fifteen twenty minute one. What were you saying? No, I'm saying that's. Uh, you know the the gangbang story. I think is tailor made for uh, this is not happening. <laughs> yes, because it's so wild and it's it's yeah. multi. It's not just one night gangbang. It was like a <laughs> it's like a three or four day or and uh, just it's, it's so many layers to the story. With, yeah, you know agents and managers and uh, you know this particular girl who was married to a pretty famous guy and <laughs> so i, I uh yeah I'm trying to uh you know submit for you know that'd be so cool man i would love to see you on there man uh one of my favorite times you, you when you said that story was on punch drunk with tebow and sam a right. while, while back yeah that's punch a couple drunk years sports. ago yeah yeah it was a while uh, back and it never gets old telling that story yeah, because it's such a it's, it's such a vivid memory for me. I can remember like it was happening right now. Uh, so, and, and the guy's house, uh, he committed suicide. The, the gangbang was at. So. Bathtub uh, Johnny, hot tub Johnny, hot tub is Johnny. no longer with us. Yeah, so hot tub Johnny. <laughs> so, it's wow, a, it's a life. I uh, now you were talking about sunset uh, without disclosing, obviously where we are located right now. West Hollywood. Uh, West Hollywood, but um, where you live right here, we're not going to say where, nothing, but how do you, th- this is such an amazing fucking uh, house. This is so cool, man. You got this oh, thanks, beautiful man. mirror all over the, trying to give a little picture for the listeners. You got a nice surround sound going on over here. Did you do it yourself? Or uh, you? No, no. I had, uh, I think at the time it was good guys. Uh, when they were still in business, came over and, uh, yeah. you know, I don't drink or do drugs, never had any, so I've got money to spend on, uh, you know, uh, a nice, nice things, I guess. Beautiful uh, TV, 70, what? It's a 75 inch high def, but yeah. it's not like there's many TVs that are nicer than this. Uh, but you used know, to have this other one, uh, which was like a fucking so antiquated it was like an android tv <laughs> it was horrible and even yeah. like when the direct tv guy came over he's like uh, why is your tv set to night vision because <laughs> the, the bulb had kind of burnt out yeah so uh 
you know, I it wasn't the best picture. Yeah. Um, it was great to watch football games on because the grass looked like it was like lime green. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I live alone. I, I don't really have any wacky bills. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's, uh, it's no, no drugs, no, um, alcohol. Nothing. Yeah. And a, a lot of comics, uh, I mean, shoot, including myself, I, I drink, but I, I do have my day job, but, uh, um, but I don't that's like, a lot of money wasted right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it I mean, really you is. Know, uh, it's, it's like, you know, if you have a couple drinks a night at the store, at the comedy store, you know, that's, you know, you're 50 to 100 bucks a night. Yeah, you know? easily. And if you're with a girl or whatever, it's, you know, you're buying shots and beers and, you know, whatever. That's, it could be as... 100 to 200 bucks uh yeah you know if you're getting the good stuff so uh you know i've n never gotten into that so now you've said before you never drank alcohol ever. never yeah but i don't look down on people who do so it's like oh, that's cool you know you you know i've seen more drug usage in my life than most drug users yeah you know i mean i'm around it every night we night, yeah coke whatever and yeah. so uh, but i can still be the life at the party without you know in indulging yeah now uh, how long have you been out there at the at the comedy comedy well, store at the store well yeah. uh, i started in like uh, let me see 99 2000 uh -huh. but uh when i saw brody stevens make an open mic or cry uh, <laughs> at potluck which is the amateur night i was like you know i don't think this place is for me yeah you know, this poor kid had just bombed pretty bad, and Brody said from the stage, where are you from? And the guy's like, La Jolla. And uh, Brody was like, well, that drive just got a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid like ran out of the room crying. I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to go to open mics somewhere else. And yeah. So I've been doing comedy like 16 years, but I I was passed at the store two years ago. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, I was probably hanging out there from like 09 to you know now so uh on and off i've been there six or seven years and you got passed uh about two three years ago uh two years ago i think in december uh december 14th That's your uh, name december of uh, uh 2014 i was the first guy me and candace thompson mm -hmm. uh, were the first two passed under adam mm -hmm. where's your name on the wall it's right out in front it's great oh, cool 16 years of waiting it actually paid off yeah uh you know they they passed uh, i think seven people showcased but they also uh, passed like anthony jeselnik which was crazy that shows you the insight into tommy that mm -hmm. someone like anthony jeselnik wasn't passed mm -hmm. uh and then uh, rob schneider uh was passed uh, which is like after tommy no, uh, oh. yeah, yeah. After in my class, Jeselnik, uh -huh. uh, Jeselnik was Schneider passed? wasn't passed. Spade, David Spade Holy wasn't passed. Uh, you know, so uh, Hannibal Burris wasn't passed. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Adam passed like me and Candace, and then also uh, the bigger names. Wow. So and which led to the resurgence of the store that you know hannibal goes there now and, mm -hmm. and and like tommy would have no idea who big j okerson is because mm -hmm. tommy i don't think had a computer yeah so if big j walked in and be like who are you dude yeah so right and then you know also you know rogan coming back to the store after tommy left that's probably the number one reason 
Rogan and Joey? Yeah, because Rogan, yeah. I, I don't know how it went down, but I'm sure he called Joey up and said, hey, Tommy's gone, come back. And, mm-hmm. and then Joey, you know, he's a madman, and mm-hmm. like, he kills every time. Yeah. So it's just a completely... If you haven't been to the comedy store in a few years, it definitely should go now because it's a completely definitely, different yeah. energy. Like tonight, Saturday night, you got sold-out show in the main room, sold-out shows in the OR, uh, the belly room shows are sold out. It's, it's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah, incur- I encourage a couple uh, young ladies that would like to go check it out. Um, Earl will give you a nice tour. No, I'm out of that game. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, asexual right now. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm out of the loop. Uh, <laughs> I'm asexual right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding around. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm... Uh, <laughs> whole thing. I'm, I'm gonna be asexual for a couple months <laughs> it's hard to uh be a good boy at the comedy store i mean it's definitely yeah. uh you know there's a lot of things going how many on. tours have uh, you ever done you, we don't have to get if you don't want to but uh, like how many tours i mean uh boy it's uh i mean i've given a few you know but there's many more uh that uh you know, I mean, and for you guys wondering what a tour is, uh, you you uh, show uh, someone who hasn't been to the comedy store uh, around the club, hit all the. But now there's cameras there, so oh, really? you can't really. Oh, uh, the tour business is <laughs> come to a screeching halt. Uh, so but, there's no more tours, okay? Uh, there's still oh, tours, oh, there's but still you got to know where the spot is. There's one spot where there's no cameras. Oh, so and it's very busy on the Saturday nights. So it's like trying to get into a restaurant on on a Friday night. It's tough. I'm surprised they don't have a maitre d. Have there ever been a, a a tour per se, and then a, another tour crossover? And- oh, absolutely, <laughs> all the time. I mean, you know, because the comedy store, like in the main room, it's really dark. Like when they when the show's not there, it's uh-huh. it's like it's very 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 dark. Yeah. And, uh, so you could you bump into all kinds of people. Couple and, tour guides. Oh yeah, you bump into the tour guide, the tour e. <laughs> You bump into the the next group coming in. I mean, it's like it's Grand Central Station in there. But, but now they shut the they lock the rooms when the show's done, and the yeah. and the waitresses are, are done clearing out. So uh, uh-huh. it's, it's harder. <laughs> but I like having girlfriends now, so I'm not really oh, okay. about that now. So right on. So right now you're bachelor. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm not really doing anything. I'm just laying low. Yeah. So right on. Right on. Errol, this this has been an awesome pocket. We're about to hit an hour and thirty. That's great, man. And uh, you know, thank I, you. Uh, are you going to the comedy store tonight? Uh, I don't think I am. I'm taking, uh, you know, the, I like, uh, you know, I might. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you know, you never I'll know. be over there. Uh, I always love every time I come to it. I've never been to a laugh factor or the Hollywood Improv. I always go straight to the comedy store just to hang out. And yeah, I mean, well, it's comedy store is the best <sighs> club in the city. I yeah, mean, the laugh factory is cool, but there's no vibe there and. Uh, the improv is great, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but, uh, you know, the store just has a magical vibe to it. Yeah, there is. It's the, pa- the front bar patio that now they have a kind of a back bar uh, VIP thing, and, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, there's something for everyone at the store. I always yeah. tell people, whatever you're into, it, it's at the store. Yeah. And I mean, whatever. <laughs> Definitely. 
Right on, man. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I, I, I've listened to your podcast since you started it. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, the first time I ever saw you perform, you're wearing a jersey. A I hockey don't do jersey. That anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you you don't do it no more. But you were wearing a hockey jersey at the Ice House. It was the one of the Death Squad shows. Yeah, yeah. I know Red Band's very good to me. Always yeah. puts me on the shows. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's and I had not. So I seen you there. Me and my girl saw you there. You were hilarious. Thank you. Um, you called me. Uh, what's that wrestler that goes? Woo, Ray Flair. Yeah. You made fun of my, because uh, I went like, th- I, w- I think I did that, and you're like, who the fuck are you? Are you Ric Flair or something? Right. <laughs> and it just stuck with me. It was it was one of my favorites that night. And then I had, I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't who know is who this you, guy? Yeah. Then I heard you on Punch Drunk. Right. And from there, I followed you. We followed each other back, and then you had just started your podcast. So I've, I've been a fan. Oh, thanks. Nice. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, you, that's how you build your podcast. You do other people's podcasts. And, yeah. You know, uh, you know, I go on Punch Drunk and they say, hey, listen to Inappropriate Earl. And then I go yeah. on your podcast and then, uh, you know, I'll go on the Decibel Geek podcast. And then it's really uh, an incestuous uh, way to build it. But, mm. uh, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. You have to kind of piggyback on other people's. Yeah. I mean, you look at what Rogan's done for like. You know, Duncan and Ari and Tony and, and Joey. And, and, and I can't and, wait to hear you on there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I so would fun. love to. I mean, that's like, uh, you know, the exposure is great. And that Joe's always super nice to me. But I don't mm-hmm. want to be one of those guys who asked to do it. Yeah. I figure. Uh, it's like my podcast. I that, It's called Thanks for the Invite because in a way, I don't really like asking but I think it in my head, like, thanks for the invite, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I figure Joe has, like, a million people hitting him up to, like, do oh, yeah. podcasts and shit. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. George Perez was on there yeah. um, not too long ago. And uh, I was helping jo- George. He asked me, like, what does he need to start a podcast? I was helping him out. And I wish he would have started it before because he would have got so many listeners out of that oh yeah i mean it's like i said anytime joe mentions my name on his podcast i'll get it definitely helps my downloads and all that stuff and yeah you know we all help each other and like that's why i have certain people on my podcast i mean you know obviously i'm not on joe's level but uh you know i'll have like an unknown comic on mine you know, from roast battle or whatever, and they get a few more fans out of it. And that's how I knew of Frank Castillo yeah. through your podcast. And you know, and now Frank's. On, I'm not saying I'm the reason Frank's on roast battle, but now he's on roast battle yeah. too, and mm-hmm. and he can you know build from that, and uh, so it's just little baby steps. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a long. Uh, if you're in it for the right reasons, it's, the wait's worth it. How do you go about asking people? I, I, um. Yeah, it's just really people I want to talk to. Okay. Uh, I feel weird bugging people, man, sometimes. No, I mean, it's you're helping them out. I mean, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's I haven't had, I think, uh, the Decibel Geek uh, guys on my pod was episode 162, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I haven't had one guest out of 162 people that I haven't wanted to talk to. Okay. So, uh, and of course, not all were great interviews or whatever, but like... Um, you know, that's I just love being the talent coordinator of my podcast. 
Yeah. So I won't have one person on this couch I don't like. Yeah. As a person. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, I've had people on there who I didn't necessarily like as comics, but, you know, I, that, that's subjective. But mm -hmm. every person I've had, I've liked as a person, which is great. Okay, right on. So Tommy as a person? Um, I mean, Tommy, I was... Uh, I think I had heard someone said he wanted he tried to get on Mark Maron's podcast, mm -hmm. and I I'm, I think Mark said no. I'm like, well, if he wants to talk, I'll, I'll bite the bullet, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess you're right. He's probably the only person uh, I had a personal problem with because mm -hmm. okay. he uh, I found I found uh, his treatment of me just unnecessary. Right, you know, it was just like. And you brought him here to your house. Yeah. I feel weird. I like, I don't have people. I'll have sometimes people, uh, maybe, uh, I don't like on the podcast. Right. Why? Right. No, oh, right. I'm, oh, I get oh, it. Oh, oh, like I'll have them, but I'll do it remotely mobile right. or not to my house. If I don't trust them, like, I don't want to bring it to my fucking house. You know, well, I'm in here. Uh, my building's very, very secure and, uh, you know, I don't, uh, there's uh you know i've got some i guess valuable things upstairs but uh you know they're never going to be up there and mm -hmm. so uh this building's very hard to get into yeah i locked myself out one night and i had to climb the front wall and it took me like an hour like, <laughs> you climbed the front wall <laughs> uh, yeah because it's uh there's no like steps so you had to like position i had to position myself on the neighbor's patio i had to do like a a a jump that I could barely do. Oh shit. Uh, and then surprise. Nobody called cops on you. Yeah. Uh, so I lucky that I was actually hoping someone would call the cops. So I could say, <laughs> Hey, I live here. I'm, can you guys help me get in? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess Tommy was the only person he that was I, the only one, uh, had a personal, uh, problem with. And then, uh, but I sense that Tommy, if he, I mean, you know, He's pretty weak. Actually, oh, he's uh, like, yeah. as, uh, physically. I can Physical. take him. Yeah, physically. But, uh, you know, I almost started to like him because he was so insane. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, you know, like the, at the end of the first podcast, I was like, "Hey, dude, I gotta get going, but you can come back if you want." Uh -huh. Thinking he'd never come back, and he came <laughs> back like three days later. Oh wow! For another two-hour podcast. Yeah. So I mean, I. I I'm often asked if you were trying to get someone into your podcast, what episode out of the 162 would you recommend? I would definitely say the first one. Okay. The first Tommy one. The first Tommy one. Okay. Which I think is in the 60s or 70s uh, because it's just a, an amazing insight into a, a man's mind who was in a position of incredible power and, and how he lost it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fact, even if you fall. don't, yeah. I mean, if you're a comic, you definitely uh, yeah. listen to it because it's comedy um, store historian. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was the talent coordinator, I think, for like ten years or something. Cool. And he worked the phones before that, so he was there, you know, uh, in the dark ages of the club when it was wasn't very good, and um, and you know, you had an amazing group of door guys there, like. You know, Steve Renazizi and, and uh, Nick Yusuf and, and all these great comics who later, you know, are famous now. Yeah. 
but uh, the club was kind of in a transitional period for a long time in the 2000s where it wasn't no industry would go there right you know, now industry fights to get in there yeah so it's it's an amazing uh, but he was an important part of that uh, process so uh, you know that's I think people thought I would have him on just so I could shit on him for not passing me uh-huh. but uh, I really wanted to let him uh, hang listen himself to yeah uh, I'm gonna listen to it again man I it's love really it. it's uh, so good I rarely tell people because I'm not a very self promoter type, but you're really good at interviewing though. You're, you're like, uh, you, you popped out some questions to him. Like you, you didn't hold nothing back. Well, you gotta let, you know, you know, as, as a podcast host, you're not the star really. Like people know you, people know right. Freddie, like they want to know who you're interviewing. Right. So, and people know, like the people who listen to my podcast, they already know my story. Like mm -hmm. they know I'm a kiss fan and like rat and hockey. And right. So it's, it's really making, hopefully the goal is to make this, the guest the star. That's the whole goal. I keep telling people to ask me for advice. If you're talking more than your guest, there's a problem. Yeah, because people get bored because they already know. Like I've already told the gangbang story m multiple times. I've you know mm -hmm. I've told the '80s metal stories and and yeah. So you know it, it's like you got to make the guest the star and like yeah. So when I have the roast battle people on. I try not to talk about my roast battle experience. It's like no, you guys break it down though. Because well, but I mean, people know like you know I've I've broken it down how I like to battle and, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, but now I, if I have like Frank Castillo on, it's like how do you like to battle? Right. And then he gets into you know his uh, theories on battling and comedy. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I love your podcast. Uh, I want people to go listen to your podcast. Where Me can too. people find your podcast, brother? It's just called Inappropriate Earl, and it's only on two places, SoundCloud and iTunes. Mm -hmm. uh, when I had the Decibel Geek, uh, you know, Chris, the host, last night, I, yeah, I did the same thing. Hey, where can people find your podcast? Yeah. He listed like 70 sites, like Stitcher, <laughs> Lipson. Yeah. I'm like, what are those sites? Yeah. I'm, I'm literally on two sites, SoundCloud yeah. and iTunes. For a long time, people with Androids couldn't get uh, iTunes, but now there's all kinds of, uh, uh, for the listeners that have Android, download a, a, a podcast app called pocket cast and you'll be able to listen that's how i listen to your podcast oh, okay cool yeah i mean i'm clueless about stuff like that yeah i mean i but up, i upload on soundcloud uh -huh. and it goes directly to itunes yeah. like an hour you later it. Yeah. so yeah exactly that's the way i do it but i do libsyn well i didn't do it ari manis did it shout out to ari manis yeah he's uh do you know ari i have him on facebook but i know he's produced a lot of people yeah i mean he's the one who showed me everything mm -hmm. the I, setup and everything i wouldn't be doing this podcast uh or my podcast uh which would mean i probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right right if it wasn't for ari uh yeah you know, he was my producer probably for the first 10 yeah uh because he would show me how to edit and you know yeah uh, there's a lot of cool dudes like that that uh are techie yeah like that and they help out a lot of people so that's Mars pretty cool best. yeah that's awesome I, I met him once or twice at the store but i, I don't really know him I, I just have him on facebook but he's um, a good dude right on man well and also uh so people could follow you uh do you you definitely twitter because you're uh, active there but uh twitter you, and instagram it's twitter just and instagram? earl skakel and it's just e-a-r-l cool s-k-a-k-e-l and i'm on facebook too but i think i'm at the friend limit five thousand you already hit him uh but a lot of people are heading in now. did you add the follow option no it's how do you do that you could add a follow option so um 
people can still comment and interact with you. Oh, okay. How do you do that? I'll show you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you got to do it on the desktop though. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it on the phone. Yeah. But uh, no, you just add it once you do that. So people instead of when when they go to hit add to uh, Earl Skateboard, right. it's going to say he's reached the friend limit, but it's going to show that they're following the follow button. Is oh, okay. On. So they kind of made it easy, kind of like Instagram or, or, right. or I mean, Twitter. I don't, you know, uh, I mean, I guess if you were to uh, say which of the three do, do you uh, loiter on the most? Uh, yeah, I mean, which I, one do you? I'd st- I put the most pictures up on Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook, I, I guess, is where I promote most of my shows. Like yeah, okay. my stand-up shows. For the po- podcast promotion, I use all three equally. Uh, but you know, your your Facebook, you all your stuff, you put it public, so they could probably see it already. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's, so, there you go. Okay, cool. Uh, there you go. So, uh, yeah. You know, at Twitter, I'll throw out a few lame jokes every now and then just to get people hooked into my humor. Attention, LA Comics. Yeah. <laughs> You're all pieces of shit. <laughs> so. Right on, man. Well, thank you so much, Earl. This this has been awesome, man. Uh, You're the best, Freddy. You're the best, bro. And, uh, and, and thank you for, uh, I, on the intro, by the way, we didn't even do an intro. I usually, when I, we just start talking because I feel it, it just, yeah, let it, it roll. And uh, since we didn't do an intro, people will know who you are. Don't worry. I, I do an intro myself. So. Oh, cool. No problem. So I'll introduce you and I'll tell people also where to follow you and all that good stuff. Thank but, you. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll throw a little Earl Skakel on there impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right here. Uh, I, I, I've, I've heard it before. It's very, uh, it's spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I feel like on the spot right now, so I can't, I'm not going to do it. But you I know. like it. It's, yeah. I, it's Earl approved. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, right on, brother. Thank you so much, man. All right, guys. See ya. I got the moves. I got the moves. Oh, I'm making moves. You got to move. You got to move. She made that back move. She made the titties move. I made the city move. I made the city move. I got the moves. I got the moves. I got the moves. I'm making moves. I'm making moves. You gotta move. You gotta. She made that back move. She made the titties move. Goddamn. I made the city move. I do. I made the city move. I do. Give me the ball and I won't have to pass it. I ain't passing out till I'm asthma I take a play and then I back to back and hit after hit. Check the batting average. I take the work, flip it acrobatic. Got a little time and a lot of talent. Do a little talking and a lot of action. Seen the competition. Not a challenge. I lean. I move. I walk doing this bitch. Packed out, but I can count. On my hands, so I'ma talk to in this bitch. Girls from law school in this bitch. Yeah, they paralegals, barely 21. That's very legal, but they doing shit is probably barely legal. Oh man, it's that nigga that you probably suspected. I just had a couple dots that need connected. Now your top five getting redirected from here on out. It'll be consecutive. We making moves like Tarantino, like JJ Abrams, moving like Channing Tatum, moving like Jason Statham. Motherfuck the whole industry. Half of these niggas my mini me. I got this bitch going off more than breaking the entering. You have for a mini me. I make this shit that lasts for infinity. Hop in the booth, man. That shit like a gym to me. Don't test the Agility. Silly, silly no. thinking that the negativity you talking could ever fuck up the tranquility. Look, okay, 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 I'm on Rodeo for the day. If you owe me, then you better pay your lay away, away, stay away, or your ass might get KOK today. Man, hit your ass from like way away, away. I got the moves, I got the moves, I'm making moves. You gotta move, you gotta move. She made that back move, damn. She made the titties move, damn. I made the city move, I made the city move. I got the moves. I make a I got the moves. I got the moves. I make moves. I make moves. You gotta move. You gotta. She made that back move. Damn. She made the titties move. God damn. I make the city move. I do. I make the city move. Yeah. I do. Look. I'm a don. I'm a don. I'm a don. I gave my whole. Family 
family jobs and I take care of my mom. Me and my girl been through so much, that's my partner in crime. Touch any of the above, now you harder to find. Gone. Everything good? Well, that's good how you been. I'm fucking awesome, man. <laughs>